WBNE. Hello, and welcome to episode 38, all about Journey to the Crossroads. Chapter 7, Book 4 of The Two Towers, being the 38th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by the wonderful, I almost wanted to say the wickedly talented. The wickedly talented. <laughs> Becca Eddowes of the WBME Network from Sincerely Us. Wonderful human being. Hi, Mary Clay. Welcome. Welcome. Listeners, Becca has never read or watched Lord of the Rings She just is a wonderful supporter. Yeah. The only thing I know about Lord of the Rings literally is from Gifts and Mary Clay. So Mary Clay is the expert in this situation. That's what's truly terrifying here. That's what's (laughs) terrifying. We're in. Oh, yeah. Also, listeners, (laughs) this is the first episode that I've recorded since Shire hit the fan, basically. Yeah. (laughs) And. Becca, you are the second person I've spoken to today <laughs> because I worked um, remotely. My roommate is a nurse and she has day shift today. And yeah. I think all I think she works entirely day shifts for the next. She has no night shift. So whenever she's working, she'll be gone during the whole day and I'll just be alone. My mom called me and asked if I had Corona. Uh, and said that they were going to support lo- that they were supporting local businesses by doing takeout. And I said, "Oh, what are you getting takeout at?" And she said, "Chick Fil A," <laughs> which is not a local business at all. Anyway, like- so listeners, I hope you're doing well uh, wherever you are. I hope everything's okay. Becca, do you have any comforting words you want to say to the listeners? Uh, just you know, keep going. <laughs> I mean, I have a job right now where I uh, I drive people to like doctor's appointments and stuff, and all of my clients are in like the high risk window. So I will hopefully keep continuing to have a job because I can't work remotely. That's true. You could do a Mario Kart kind of a <laughs> remote work job. Yeah, once they get those Amazon uh, vehicles that drive themselves, then I could do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. I could drive it. No, you can't. You, Teslas, you have to be on the inside. I was going to say I could drive a Tesla, but you have to be on the inside. But anyway, so like every day I come home and shower and change my clothes the second I get home because I don't want to get my clients sick. But other than that, I've just been rewatching Supernatural and that's pretty comforting to me. So how is Supernatural comforting to you? Okay, so really my normal comforting show is The West Wing, but it's all about like politics and the world is ending and like drama and i don't need that right now that's usually that's very comforting to me that's very it is not lately so i was like what's a show that i don't have to think about that i already know how it ends oh that's true yeah and there's like 15 seasons i'll never run out that's very true i was gonna say (laughs) i've been um really back on my parks and rec grind recently that's a good one um which, by the way, listeners, I just uh, the episode just came out as you're listening to this last Friday, where I was on Hello from Elsewhere and I talked with Valerie about Parks and Rec, and oh, you, <coughs> you did you okay. You yeah, I just got so excited. Becca's Corona. <laughs> yeah, that's Corona. It. Breaking news. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I talked about Parks and Rec, and it was a wonderful time, and it was so funny because I talked about how Parks and Rec is my comfort show, and that was Mm. probably a solid, I don't even remember when I recorded with her, because all of this feels like it's been three months since Yeah, someone on Facebook said, like, what a long month this week has been. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, everyone's been sharing that um, 30 Rock meme with Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin being like, ugh. Wow, what a week. Can you believe it? And it's like lemon. It's Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Except people it's been like, wow, can't believe what a long month it's been. It's like it's, it's yeah, been literally five days. Um, well, and also our school district just announced that um they're gonna be closed until the twenty sixth of April. Wow. Because uh, it was originally just for the rest of March, but now it's the twenty sixth of April. That's so. crazy. Yeah, I've been getting yeah. a lot of updates from my college about what they're doing Mm -hmm. and it makes me so sad because like I was thinking about it of like if it was my senior year and then all of a sudden we have to like be sent home and all I'm such a nerd that I would be heartbroken to find out that all of my classes had been moved online I would have been like are you kidding me (laughs) well Uh. that would have been so hard for me because I was a technical theater major I couldn't build sets remotely I couldn't like take acting classes remotely yeah so (laughs) All the memes. So, like, my TikTok feed is all, like, musical theater memes because I'm very on brand. All of them are like, how are you guys dealing with, you know, doing acting classes remotely? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My, let's see. My TikTok feed is a bunch of randomness because I kind of only just fell down the rabbit hole. Dude, you're my favorite TikToker. Thank you. You're yes, so listeners, funny. I'm on TikTok now. Thank you. Thank you. No photos, please. Uh, <laughs> I have a total of, I have a less than 500 views. Woo! I'm very famous. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Lord of the Rings. So listeners, oh, yeah. the reason I asked, well, first of all, I think it's just a fun, it's a different and fun experience to have someone on who's coming into this for the most part, like totally blind, considering that you uh-huh. haven't, you were like me and that you don't know what's coming after this, but you also don't have, I'm like so embarrassed when you were, when I was like, oh, you might want to read the spark notes for a couple chapters. And you were like, I listened to, I know what's happening. I listened to your podcast. And I was like, please don't rely on my podcast <laughs> <laughs> to find out what happens in this book. I did read the spark notes. Okay. That makes you feel any better. <laughs> that but it uh, didn't help. I still have no idea what's going on. Okay, cool. It's like cool. a weird part of the book where I'm like, yeah, I do know the three characters that are in this chapter. That's so great. I was like, at least I knew the three characters yeah. going into. Oh this. yeah, it would have been insane if I brought you on for like the Council of Elrond, where it's like, yeah, here's twenty <laughs> char- new characters and here's all of their lineages. Um, right. The other thing is that this chapter. Is once again pretty boring. Nothing happens. And so I was like, if I'm going to do another boring chapter, I want it to be with someone who's going to be very fun to do a boring chapter with. Um, I also didn't want to like ask someone new to come on and then it's for a boring yeah. chapter. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Because that's what happened with <laughs> that's what happened with Isaac for last week's episode where yeah. he's such a great, wonderful person. And I was like, I'm so sorry that you were on for this very boring chapter where nothing happens. I'll have to have you on in the future where something of substance actually happens. <laughs> right. Well, that's a hard thing with like read through podcasts because you're gonna have like misses yeah like i've never listened to potterless i know i should people keep telling me to but 
I'm sure that there are chapters in Harry Potter where nothing happens because they're very long. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Harry Potter. Like, definitely there are a couple chapters in Sorcerer's Stone and maybe, mm. like, Chamber of Secrets where I wouldn't say nothing happens, but it's just maybe not as eventful as other chapters are because she does a really good job of, like, there's always something going on to be talked about True. and to tell a story about. Whereas I feel like with Tolkien, it's just it's just the one thing. This this oh, one yeah. thing. Like during this chapter, which first of all, when you sent me the audiobook, this audiobook is incredible. And maybe I need to actually like get into Lord of the Rings. It's always one of those things where so I'm a huge nerd, like I've been a nerd my entire life. That's like been my what you no no not me. Uh, I have a musical theater podcast. In case anyone wondered <laughs> how big of a nerd I was, um, but I've always been into every single nerdy thing except for I had two touchstones that I was like, well, at least I'm not those guys. And it was Lord of the Rings fans and Dungeons and Dragons fans. Oh okay? well. <laughs> and I got into Dungeons and Dragons this year. <laughs> And then one of my really good friends now has a Tolkien podcast. And I was like, oh, no, there's nothing left. (laughs) Also, speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, by the time this comes out, the first episode of Late to the Party is out as you are listening to this. In a world not unlike our own. It is a balmy 80 degrees in Miami, Florida. I don't recall there being tieflings in Miami. Now, you know that hammer toss isn't an actual hammer, right? It is in this universe. Okay. No, it's a, it's a big old it's a big old hammer. It's a big old sledgehammer. Where magic and monsters run rampant. Oh, Jordan has showed us a diagram of, I think, Red-Eyes Black Dragon from yeah. the Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! my God. <laughs> uh, well, I speak infernal, so... A real estate agent. Lily Davis sells real estate by day. A football coach. I love you. Don't touch my flowers. A failed actor. I am a former Broadway star. And a teenager. Sunny days. A student in college. Crazy, right? Must save the world. And you're waving your clipboard back and forth and... Do I feel my clipboard connect with something? Coming March 23rd to WBNE. Late to the party. Late to the party? What's that, you ask? Previously called the unnamed Dungeons & Dragons podcast. It it now has a name and it's also out right now. You can listen. It's going to come out every Monday because that was kind of the, the gap... Let's see. Do we have shows every day of the week now? Uh, every day but Saturday because right, Isaac Saturday. and Hello. Yeah, because Following Dreams and Hello from Elsewhere, they both come out on Fridays. Right. So so every day but Saturday. Yeah. So you can say, listeners, you can save Hello from Elsewhere or Following Dreams for Saturday sometimes. And then you'll have a, a WB&E podcast for every day of the week. But yeah, go listen to that. It's going to be a really cool podcast. It's been really weird for me because... Every now and then, Ethan and Tyler will talk about it and text about it, and I'm like, I have zero context for what this means, but I'm very... Oh, what's the... What's It's from, like, Friends, where Chandler's like, I have no idea what's going on, but I am excited! That's what yeah. I've been feeling, because <laughs> I'm not... Well, and also... Everyone go and tweet at WowNow with Ozer Zeros and tell him how much you love the name of the podcast because one day him and I and Eni were, who's my co-host, we were all in our group chat and he mentioned that the show wasn't named yet. And so I just made a whole list of shows that 
I was like, these are all puns on Dungeons and Dragons terms. And late to the party was one of them. <gasps> so Wow, I didn't know everyone, that. Breaking yeah, news. Everyone tweet at him. Becca and tell him named it. Yes, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, I wasn't going to say anything, but then he said it in the Discord. So I was like, oh, I'm telling everyone then. <laughs> Tyler and I have a running joke in our group chat that his show is going to be called Late to the After Party. And then That's my show. So funny. And then my show about it is going to be Not Invited to the Party. <laughs> Can I be on that one? <laughs> uh, I should clarify that we're definitely not doing those two. Yeah. But. <laughs> Yeah. It would be like the after after show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. I love Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, so. I know nothing about it. My suspicions have been for several years, whenever people ask me about it, my suspicions have always been that I wouldn't be able to focus on it and that it wouldn't really be my thing. And uh-huh. since they told me that they were going to do this Dungeons and Dragons podcast, I've tried listening to some other podcasts and trying to like understand it and get into it because I know absolutely nothing. I'll just say that I was very right in my assumption that I wouldn't have the attention <laughs> span for it because I'm always immediately like, Wait, 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 go back like go back like five minutes. What just happened? Okay, hang on. I yeah. already forgot what this person is called and what they can do. Which is uh, hilarious because don't you listen that. to true crime podcasts? Yes. Like, come on, Mary Clay. <laughs> what? It's like the same thing, but with dragons. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a story, but with dragons. Uh I don't well then maybe my brain is more attuned to the and then he <laughs> took him and stripped him naked and tied him to a tree and left him there to freeze to death. Which is, in yeah, fact, sounds- a story that I've listened to recently on a podcast. Uh, yikes. <laughs> yikes. I used to listen. I've never listened to Criminal. I didn't even know what Criminal was until I became friends with Tyler and Ethan. But I have listened to, like, other true crime ones. And they just, like, they're very interesting to me. And I'll, like, obsess about them for probably, like, two weeks. And then I just stop listening to them. So... Yeah, I get that. I should. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I just remembered that <laughs> this is how, like, <laughs> up my brain is that there's a DC sniper podcast that is very good, so well made. Yeah. And they had, they took a break because there's development in one of the snipers' <gasps> cases. And so they needed to pause and, like, make sure everything was up to date regarding that. And so they took, they had like last week off or they had like a bonus episode, but I wasn't really into it. And I just remember that like a regular episode will be out tomorrow and it completely lifted my spirits, which just kind of like tells you the state of mind I'm in that I remembered the DC Sniper podcast comes back tomorrow and I got very excited. So, well, I mean, I was, I was pretty excited that I made my bed today. So I did make, I will fine. say, I uh, I didn't get dressed today. I didn't, oh crap, I'm also just now realizing I didn't brush my teeth. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> I'm still in my pajamas, but I did make my bed. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, so this chapter, <laughs> 20 minutes in, <laughs> which I love it. Listeners, you may have already noticed that this episode might not be a lot about Lord of the Rings. Okay, honestly, do you want to know what happened in this chapter? They left Faramir. Listen, I'll give you a summary right now, yes, Mary Clay. Yes, do it, you Becca, put it in do the it. Details. They left Faramir. I don't know where they were. I got confused at that part, but they left a camp. He gave them food. They started walking. Then they 
fell asleep, I think. This is all... I've listened to the chapter twice. It doesn't mean I understood it. They, like, fell asleep, and then Schmeagol or Gollum was gone, and then they woke back up, and then he was back, and they made he made them leave, and then they started walking again, and then they stopped, and then Schmeagol took a nap, and the hobbits didn't, and then they kept walking. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty accurate. Um, I also like that you say Schmeagol, Schmeagol, like you're a Jewish mother in Brooklyn, New York. Going to yeah. a deli, Schmeagle. Yeah, I've listened to too much the last five years. I feel like there's a whole thing in there. Schmuel, the isn't that feel, that's the yeah. that's the song? I think. Yeah, the like random so, song that's like just randomly in the middle listen, of the last five years of like the saddest musical of all time, and it's just like let's sing the song about this Jewish guy. Yeah, that like. It's wild. Yeah. If I only had time, old Shmuel said, I would build a dress that's in my head, a dress to fire the mad desire of girls from here to Minsk. But I have no more hours left to show. Oh my gosh. That just reminded me of Jeremy Jordan. I love Jeremy Jordan. <sighs> Jeremy Jordan. I, I was, him. okay, listen, y'all. What? I'm supposed to be seeing Jeremy Jordan on May 10th. Uh, hopefully that'll make it. Hopefully we'll make it. It's a little... I mean, faith. listen, I already... My cruise was canceled next month, which is fine. Listen, social distancing, I'm doing my part for society. But I really want to see Jeremy Jordan. Right. That's like... Yeah. My goal. That's that's very fair. Side note, I do want to jump in and say to listeners right now, social distancing is a very serious thing. This isn't a joke. Yes. You need to be doing it. You need to be staying at home. You can still go outside, go for walks, walk your dog. I don't know. Walk your neighbor's dog. Um, you can still. <laughs> but don't talk to your neighbor. You know, don't talk to them. <laughs> Just run in, steal the dog, <laughs> and then run out. Don't even run in. Have them let it go. <laughs> um I love how it's like, this isn't a joke. And then I immediately made a joke of it. Made a um, joke, yeah. <laughs> I'm incapable of talking about anything serious. But seriously, though, this is uh, a serious situation. Please do social distancing. If you are going out to restaurants and bars uh, and everything right now and you're still going shopping or going to the mall, you are a trash human being. I don't care if the coronavirus wouldn't affect you that much and you would just have a mild case or whatever. There are a lot of people in your life and probably a lot of people that you don't know that you would interact with that you could put at risk. Oh, the my favorite thing that I've seen is that like in 1940, your civic duty like to fight for your country and do something right for your country meant that you had to go fight in World War II and like die face down in the mud. And all we're asking yeah. people to do right now for your country is stay home and watch The Office with a glass of wine. Yeah. That's all you have to do. And that has been a PSA yeah. for social distancing. <laughs> Well, also, like, I mean, I know you have asthma. And so, like, even people with asthma, which is a very common thing, you're at risk. Oh, yeah. Like, anything that has to do respiratorily, you're at risk. So it's just, as someone who works with people who are in the entire at-risk section, it, it makes me so nervous for them. Because I work mm -hmm. with seniors, and then I also work with people who are on dialysis and people who are going through cancer treatments. Like, my best friend just went through cancer this or went through cancer treatment this last summer and so like their immune system is shot so like you're just being selfish mm -hmm. and if nothing if this 
everything goes down and nothing happens, that's good. Like, that's yeah. what we want. Yeah. We want nothing to happen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I – the thing that, like, I have to block out – like, I literally can't make my brain go there and block out of my mind is when people say that, like, they – in Italy, they're running – they're out of ventilators and there yeah. are people who are literally, like, gasping for breath as they die – I have yeah. experienced several times in my life what it's like to be gasping for breath uh, and to not yeah. be able to breathe properly. And it's absolutely terrifying. And that is my like number one fear of how I would die is through an asthma attack of some kind because it's yeah. absolutely horrifying and awful. And I pray that no one ever has to experience that. If you have experienced that, you know what I'm talking about. But that just like goes to show the extent of how like how serious this could be that uh oh my god uh, this is a total tangent on what's supposed to be an hour of distraction and uplifting so we're not gonna talk about it anymore we're gonna talk about lord of the rings <laughs> fun stuff only okay yes. so here actually i'm so excited that i'm sitting down with you because i have so many opinions that like i don't message you because I'm like, listen, I'm going to be on the show one day. So the fact that you hate Sam, first of all, <laughs> I have way too many opinions for someone that doesn't know Lord of the Rings, but I just know that I would love Frodo and Sam. Like, I feel like I need to read the books to justify this or watch the movies, but I know that I would love no, Frodo that and makes, Sam. That makes sense to me. Yeah, because of my personality. I understand. So every time you're like, Sam's so annoying. I'm like, Mary Clay, you're attacking me personally. Like he is the huffly puffiest the Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. And Hufflepuff. my best friend is the Hufflepuffliest Hufflepuff. Like, any is Sam. Okay, so Every you time guys are Frodo We always talk Sam. about, like, okay. who would be who in, like, friendships. And she's always like, you're the hero, I'm the sidekick. I'm like, but what if I want to be the sidekick? She's like, no, you're not allowed. Wait, I want to <laughs> like, write this, I want to write that book now where it's two friends who both want to be the sidekicks and neither of them wants to step up and, like, be the chosen one. <laughs> you know what? That would that would be a great D&D campaign. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to someone who knows nothing about D&D, so... I'm on a podcast I where I would know nothing about Tolkien, so... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, so I don't play... I don't play Dungeons & Dragons, but I do play a role-playing game called Monster of the Week, which I like a lot more. There's less rules because Dungeons and Dragons makes me nervous. Well, first of all, because in high in high school, in college, I had like a really bad experience where like <sighs> bad boys were mean to me because I was a girl and like were kind of gross. And because I went to a school that was like 6% women. um, So that already I'm like, oh, I don't really want to play Dungeons and Dragons. But the game that I play is so much easier because you only use two dice and it's super easy and there's like rules, but they're so vague and I think you would really like it. And it's basically supernatural, but role playing. And that's why I love it. Um, you just fight monsters with your friends. So that was a weird tangent. I don't know where I was going. No, with that's that. fine. I was when you, <laughs> my brain was like, when in like two directions when you said like oh well it has it kind of has rules but they're vague and yeah my first reaction was like see i don't know if i could do that i need someone telling me what to do and then i really yeah. remembered that my favorite game is zelda breath of the wild where there's literally no one telling you what to do you just have to go up and talk to people and they'll say like hey by the way ganon's at this castle you might want to go defeat him 
but you don't have to That's go literally what role playing games are, you dingleberry. <laughs> Oh, so I was listening to one of my favorite albums of all time is Hank Green's album, So Jokes. And I was listening to it today because, you know, I needed that comfort. Yeah. And he mentioned in one of his songs about book eight of Harry Potter that he thinks that the veil in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix is a dimensional portal. And I finally understood what he meant when he said that they were going to Middle Earth. I had no idea what Middle Earth was. Until very recently when you said it on this podcast. And I was like, oh, context. No, I had no idea that Hobbit land was Middle Earth. I will say before I started this, I did at least know what Middle Earth was. So no, I will give myself you some You want to know what I knew? There. Yeah. Tell me what you knew. Okay. So I knew. So my sister watched the movies. So like I knew who I knew Frodo. I knew Sam. And the only reason I know Sam is because I really liked the movie Fifty First Dates. And the guy that's in Fifty First Date right. is Sam. Sean yes. Bean. Wait, no, that's not him. Nope. Never mind. Sean Bean <laughs> is Boromir. Sean Bean is also um, Ned Stark in uh, Game of Thrones. But um, also the, so, the guy who plays Sam is also the kid from The Goonies. Goonies never say die. Which I only learned about a couple oh, months yeah. ago. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's also in uh, Stranger Things, but um. So I knew I knew the names Sam and Frodo. I knew Gandalf. I had no idea about this gray and white thing. I just thought it was his name was Gandalf, like Dumbledore. Um, I knew of Schmeagol. Schmeagol. <laughs> you can say Schmeagol. I'm sorry. I, I Schmeagol. <laughs> I live in New England. It's very like words like that are very common up here. Um, Smeagol and Gollum. I didn't know that they were the same person. I just thought that he, like, his name was, like, Gollum Smeagol or, like, Smeagol Gollum. Like, I thought that that was just his full name. Um, I knew you shall not pass. And I knew something about the ring and a big eye in the sky. <laughs> and that's it. I feel like that's, so, that's pretty equivalent to what I knew. Yeah. I mean, you had seen the movie. I cannot emphasize this enough how I do <laughs> not remember anything from that movie. I remember nothing like so like i didn't know that the dwarf guy the guy that gimli hammer sure um he was i didn't know he was from lord of the rings until recently when you started posting memes i didn't know that the i knew oh wait i knew what mordor was because i know the one to sim not simply walk into mordor yes um meme that's about it and i knew that (laughs) like what they wore i didn't even know that they were small like, I had no idea that they were small. Yeah, they're little babies. <laughs> I know that my sister has flat feet and they're like kind of like wide. And my mom called them hobbit feet. So I know that hobbits had weird feet. <laughs> I a- didn't know about second breakfast until your channel in the WBNE Discord. Which I should mention that like that's not even a thing in the books. That's a movie thing is the... Really? Yeah, the like, but what about oh, wait, second yes, breakfast and 11 C's and tea time and but and all that whole thing is just a movie thing. Wild. That's such a good thing, though. I think that's so cool. Yeah, I thought it was a book thing for... And then, like, it was getting more and more into the book. And I'm like, where is second breakfast ever going to be mentioned? And <laughs> I, think at, I think at one point there was a time where, like, the hobbits had, they had already eaten and then they meet someone new and they offer them dinner and they're like, the hobbits, never one to turn down food, had a second dinner. And like, that's as close as okay. it's gotten to. So yeah, it's just, it's funny to see the things that like 
it's a really weird correlation because Lord of the Rings, the fandom, is almost the reverse of what most book fandoms are. Because most fandoms are really hardcore, like, the books are the way to go, the books are better. Excuse me, I just yeah. burped. <laughs> As a part of the Percy Jackson fandom, uh, we don't speak right. of the books. Exactly. I right. mean, the movies. Right. <laughs> what movies? I didn't even know there was a movie. Yeah. Weird. Um, There's a musical. We like that. We, <laughs> we don't like, that like one. the movies. Yeah. And so for the Lord of the Rings fandom, there are a lot of things that have trickled through and become like a thing that are yeah. things in the movies and not at all in the books. And so it's really weird for me to be reading the books and being able to like parse that out because all there's been all this time where I've thought that that there's so much you know, things that are famous and iconic in the fandom that aren't even part of the books at all, which is so crazy, Um, which I guess is also just a testament to how much they respect the people who made the movies that they did it. They did the movies so well that the fandom latched onto it. So it starts off with the gang. They wake up. Actually, what happens is Sam and Frodo go back to sleep for a bit well, everyone else around them gets up and starts doing things, which I just thought was funny that <laughs> they decided to go to sleep and everyone else was like, okay, back to work. Faramir comes over after they wake up for a bit and he's telling them a couple things about their journey. And he says, do not drink of any stream that flows from Imlad Morgul, the Valley of Living Death. Which immediately I was like, okay, so obviously one of these numb nuts is going to drink out of this river. <laughs> that was my first thought, too. <laughs> I was like, obviously, at some point, one of these idiots is going to drink out of this river. He says that everything has gone quiet, like eerily, spookily quiet outside, out in the like bad lands where they're about to go. And that basically being like... This is your last chance. This is obviously an omen that something bad lives in this part of the our land. Do not go there. And they're right. still like, eh, gotta do it. So he takes them to the edge of the woods and he says, I have no fitting gifts to give you. Wait, I have no fitting gifts to give you at our parting, but take these staves. And I thought that was funny because... The hobbits had told Faramir that Galadriel gave all of them these, like, really intensely personal gifts. And Faramir's like, I don't have anything personal to give you, but here are these staffs, is what I can (laughs) guess that a stave is. I had to Google search it, and even Google was like, I don't know. Because all it was coming up was, like, a piece of lumber. And I was like... Is there is this like some kind of military term or some kind of like old weapon and like nothing was really coming up. And so I just kind of had to assume that it was a staff of some kind. Well, that's what I assume, because there's the phrase like you stave off an enemy, like you keep them at bay. Sure. So That's what I assumed like it came from. Look at you using context clues. Unlike (laughs) me. Uh... (laughs) Or I'm just too lazy to Google things. And I'm like, sure, that makes sense. I just thought this was funny because it's like. I don't know, it's like at Christmas or something or at a a gift exchange maybe where like you give someone something like nice and personal and thoughtful and they're like, I'm really bad at giving gifts, so here's a gift card to Target. (laughs) And like, even though you're appreciative of it. Honestly, (laughs) I'm into it. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I love a good gift card to Target. Oh, I miss Target. Target! 
Frodo, uh, to say farewell to Faramir, says, It was said to me by Elrond Half-Elven that I should find friendship upon the way, secret and unlooked for. Certainly, I looked not for such friendship as you have shown. To have found it turns evil to great good. I just like that little happy quote in the midst of this dystopian reality that we're all living in. Literally. (laughs) Screaming. And they bring out Gollum and they were going to blindfold Gollum. Frodo knows that's not going to go I really liked this part. This is the part where I, I literally was like, Mary Clay, why are you so hard on these hobbits? Frodo was being awesome. He was being... Sam was being kind of a little turd, though. He was, okay, th- see, 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 you get it. Frodo says, if you're going to blindfold Gollum, blindfold Sam and I as well, because I want Gollum to be able to trust us and that we are in a safe situation. So right. they all get blindfolded again. And Faramir leaves them with a parting words. He says... The land dreams in a false peace, and for a while, all evil is withdrawn. So just leaving them with one more, like, omen of, hey, this is a bad idea, once again. Uh, I wouldn't do that. And then he says farewell, and he turns to, like, leave. (laughs) And I just love this, because he just, like, yeets off, and he's gone. Because it says... Then he turned and without looking back, he left them and went to his two guards that stood a little distance away. They marveled to see with what speed these green clad men now moved, vanishing almost in in the twinkling of an eye. So pretty much like Frodo and Sam are like talking and then they like turn around and these men have just they're just like gone. They're just running away as fast as they possibly can. Yeah, they're basically like, you know, this isn't a good idea, um, and you really shouldn't do this. And then they're, like, being all comforting, and then Sam and Frodo say something to each other, and then they turn around, and they're just, like, booking it down the road. (laughs) They're like, we out of here. Bye. We told you. Have fun. It's like, we did our duty. We tried our best to stop you from... Peace. Yeah. Like, we out of here. And Gollum immediately starts talking Faramir, and Gollum, I mean, Frodo is, like, don't do that again. He's our bud. He saved our lives. And Smeagol does the whole thing of like, hey, I was only joking. And I was like, Gollum 100% would tell a racist joke. And then when someone called him out on it, he would be like, oh, I was just kidding. It was all a joke. I'm not, I'm not, ki- I'm not serious at all. But really, I voted for Barack Obama. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> then Gollum says, all right, let's get off. He says, hobbits must make haste. And Treebeard would not like Gollum because uh, Treebeard's catchphrase is, let's not be hasty. And Gollum says several times, like, make haste, let's hurry up and go. And then this is the part where, once again, they just walk. (laughs) And every now and then Frodo will be like, is that, is that mountain over there what I think it is? And Gollum's like, yeah. And then they keep walking. And Gollum's like, okay, we're at this road now. Let's go. And then they keep walking. And it's a lot of me. Like, Tolkien will, and I'm sure you were totally lost because you were listening to it. And you didn't even have a map to look at. Um, I'll just tell you that the map in my book didn't help. So. (laughs) I feel like that should be, like, the saying of your show. What, the map didn't help? (laughs) Yeah, the map didn't help. Yeah. The map was useless. It's just, like, once again... 
I have zero idea where we are. Yeah. No matter how many times Tolkien will be like, so he says, like, Gollum at one point says, this is the road from the Tower of the Moon, Master, down to the ruined city by the shores of the river. And I'm like, great. I don't, I still don't know where you are. I don't know where you are. You're like, sure. Mm-hmm. And it got right. to a point where I just gave up on checking the map. And I was like, eventually they're going to get to Mordor. It might not be this chapter. It probably won't be this book, but I'm sure they'll get to Mordor eventually. I'm just going to try to stop paying attention to where they are geographically. Gollum wants them to keep moving onward because it's gotten dark and this is their this is the time where they would make the most make up the most ground to be able to travel theoretically the safest. And Sam is like, "We need to rest." So they rest for a bit. However, neither of them sleep. <laughs> but Sam and Frodo are like, yeah. "I need to sleep." And Gollum's like, "Fine." So Gollum curls up and goes to sleep. Frodo and then it says The hobbits did not shut their eyes. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that to yourself? Then Gollum wakes up. Yeah, and then Gollum says that thing that's like, he says, did you, are we rested? rested? Have we had beauty sleep? (laughs) Let's go. And Sam says, we aren't and we haven't, growled Sam, but we'll go if we must. And I'm like, Sam. Whose fault is that? Stop being what, see, do you understand now why I don't like Sam? It's because of moments like this that happen all the time. Where I'm like, Sam, you were the one who said we need to rest. You sat down and you didn't go to sleep at all. And then you are whiny about it when Gollum asks if you got enough sleep because you didn't sleep. Okay. Whose fault is that? I have a question that? that is very pertinent to your personality. Oh, Who's geez. your favorite Harry Potter character? Um, Like, who did you immediately think of when I asked that question? Dumbledore. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Why? What was up with that heavy sigh? <laughs> Because you, okay, so there are always people who, I have this theory that there are people, <laughs> this sounds like I'm attacking you, I swear I'm not. Um, there are people who like, like, the hey, or like the kind of villainous characters, or the people who aren't the best, and Dumbledore is like my least favorite Harry Potter character, oh, even more than Voldemort. What that why yeah so like there's always going to be like the people that like the characters like that like that's why i don't like gandalf um, i'm not a because he's very i don't know i go back and forth with gandalf because he so okay the reason i like dumbledore so much is because he is the representation of what it's like to be an actual human being he's a wizard yeah to be an actual human being where like Yeah, in your younger years, you make a lot of mistakes and you do a lot of dumb stuff. And you and even when you're older and you're and as an adult, you make a lot of mistakes and you're still learning because you're only human. And to me, he represents this like gray area that I think every person stands in where no person is all bad and no person is all good. And what I also like about him is that it's it seems very close to like as you read the books and you move from like, okay, perspective of an 11 year old to perspective of a 17 year old. And that kind of represents growing up. Um, and what it's yeah. like to actually grow up where when you're young, you think that your parents have all the answers to everything and they know everything. Yeah. When as you grow up and you grow older, you learn that they don't. They don't know everything. And that's a very interesting thing to realize and to like mm. awaken in your brain to realize that everyone everyone is just fumbling around and no one knows what they're doing. And that's why I like Dumbledore. Okay, moving to- <laughs> 
My favorite character is Ginny. Ginny's of all time. Ginny's okay. Stop. I wouldn't say she's my favorite character. Definitely. Well, besides Harry. Okay, listen. Listen, people who say that Harry isn't the best character is wrong. So Well, I don't think I wouldn't say that like, oh, Harry's the worst character ever. I just think it's funny how in the Harry Potter series, when you ask people who's your favorite character, it's not that often that people are like, oh, Harry. Well, every time I say Harry, people give me flack. So I started saying Ginny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, then say then say Harry. I'll still give you flack for it. <laughs> it's like when people, yeah, it's like when people when people are like, "What's your house?" and I'm like Gryffindor, and they're like, "What the house that everyone's in?" and I'm like, "No, it really is Gryffindor, though." <laughs> <laughs> I like to be brave, and I rush into things without thinking about it, and like don't think before I speak. <laughs> I mean, that's also me, but I I would equate that to my Aries energy and not my not a Gryffindor energy. <laughs> Yeah. Because I am a Slytherin. Yeah, but that doesn't surprise me. My mom's a Slytherin, so. I want to do, I really want to do the sorting hat quiz again and see what it's like. I've had a lot of, no, imagine that, but I've had a lot of arguments with Ethan Ethan and Tyler over this. Why? They don't think I'm a Slytherin. They're like the Slytherin Slytherin. They don't think I'm a Slytherin. Yeah, but they also think they're Ravenclaws, so you can't trust them. Are they not Ravenclaws? No. Ethan is the most Gryffindor Gryffindor ever. And Tyler's the most Hufflepuff Hufflepuff ever. Like, come on, people. Tyler is very... I think Valerie's a Slytherin. And she says that I give her too much credit. I think she's like the really clever and like cunning Slytherin. Yeah. That like no one suspects. Yeah. That makes sense to me, too. Yeah. And she told me that I was... Um, She's like, you give me too much credit for how cool you think I am. And I was like, you are cool. <laughs> that's right because like they are but they both just amaze me the winters of like yes. how smart they are and i they're just both so smart and and eloquent yeah and that's but i mean that's both a big quality of ravenclaws and slytherins so it's true i think what i think what would categorize them if they were like super ambitious people I think they would be yeah, Slytherins. I can see that. But then, you know what? I take I mean, that back because I'm not an ambitious person at all. So I think you are. What? I think I think you're one of the like most hardworking people I know. There's a difference between hardworking and ambitious. I'm just I'm just trying to make it through <laughs> like my life. <laughs> that's well. I mean, you're tackling Lord of the Rings, so like that's pretty ambitious. I would never do that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of Lord of the Rings, there you go. Uh, they wake, yeah. So after Sam is a whiny little, they notice that like even in the daytime, it's really dark and foggy and like gross and ominous. Yeah. Once again, setting the scene that like we're going into evil territory. And also, the audiobook gets like really creepy really fast. Oh yeah, it does that. I didn't listen to this uh, chapter, but it does that where like the music will kick in and his narration will like go into a different mm. mode, and you're like, I don't want to be listening to this right now. <laughs> it's like this isn't comforting at all. Um, right. Yep. I wrote down. I have zero idea where they are, but what else is new? True. Oh, so they stop to rest again, and is this when they wake up and Gollum is just like gone? <laughs> And they're like, okay, sure. And this happens. This happens every now and then. And they just think he's hunting. But it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been a while. God, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, and Sam, he says, 
I've no he doesn't really care, obviously, because he hates Gollum. He says, I've never taken anything on a journey that I have been less sorry to lose on the way. So he's like, I don't care if we lost him. Let's just keep moving anyway. I just want to be with my best buddy, Frodo. Yeah. And then he leaves us with this little line as they're talking about, because they're a little bit suspicious of Gollum. Don't be suspicious. Yeah. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Also, listeners, if you don't know where that is from, it is from, it's not even from an episode of Parks and Rec. It's from an outtake uh-uh. of Parks and Rec, uh-huh. which is my favorite thing that it was an outtake of Parks and Rec that went, that like went viral. So they're, they're suspicious of Gollum, but Frodo is just like, eh, what can you do about it? He's all we have. Whatever. Just like a little shrug. And then Sam says, but where there's life, there's hope, as my gaffer used to say. And need of vitals. Or vittles. I don't know how to say that. As he most ways used to add. Which uh, I had to once again Google search it. I was like, what are vittles or vitals? V-I-T-T-L-E-S. And it's like a bite of food. So I love that. Where It's like a nice, like, positive, hopeful outlook on life kind of a line. Where there's life, there's hope. And also food. Because right. that's what the <laughs> hobbits care about. And he's like, here you go, Frodo. Eat some food. And then Gollum shows up again later and is super. It's like, <laughs> I'll have to, like, insert it again here. <laughs> because he's, like, super anxious to get them going and he's like we gotta go now let's go let's go and they're like i don't trust this situation at all but okay my mind is thinking that he yeah exactly that he's probably leading them into some kind of trap but yeah because didn't he work with saruman halfway through that word i just got so nervous (laughs) saruman (laughs) is the wizard who turned evil and sauron is the, I don't know, voidless fireball in the sky at this point is my only understanding of what he looks like. (laughs) Before, so when he was Smeagol, he was a hobbit. I don't know if you know that backstory, that Smeagol was a hobbit who got in a fight with his friend Deagle, (laughs) which is like, good job, Tolkien. Very creative with the names. And because they found a ring in a river Smeagol wanted it and he killed his friend Deagle for it and then like ran off and scampered off and took it and then something happened in The Hobbit where Bilbo ran across him and you see the effect that the ring had on Gollum for like many, many, many years and then Bilbo steals it, I'm assuming, and then it's Frodo's inheritance when Bilbo pieces out is how Frodo gets the ring. (laughs) And so it's like totally corrupted Gollum. He, I think, was a... Yeah, so that's the thing that I'm not clear about that I don't know if that's what's established in The Hobbit or anything of like, yeah. was he a messenger for Sauron? Was he a prison? I think he was a prisoner at some point, maybe of Sa- in Sauron or in Mordor. Is Smeagol a hobbit? Was he like a hobbit? Yeah. Do we know? Yes. He was a hobbit? Yeah, he was a okay. hobbit, but... The gross creature that you're probably picturing in your mind from the movies is what the ring did to him. Wild. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how gross and nasty the ring is and the, like, corruption and greediness and lust that comes from it. Yeah, and Smeagol is not. Or Gollum is not. I don't know. (laughs) Smeagol. 
What's the difference? Do we know? That's the other thing. So I'm sure you like noticed throughout the chapter when he's talking, he yeah. usually will say we like he says we must go that way. He'll use the yeah. plural third person or yeah. something, whatever. It's because he has some kind of split personality going on or multiple personalities where my theory is that there is a part of him, Smeagol, who he was before the ring, that... Oh, okay, yeah. I think you said that on the episode with Ryan. Maybe? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I was I was thinking... I was, like, just the other day, I was thinking through it, and I was like, I have zero... It feels to me like I've only had, like, five guests on. And I was like, <laughs> I have to have had more guests than that. <laughs> But I can't, like, I was trying to go through and be like, okay, who was on for this chapter? And I'm like, I have zero idea. Okay, who was on for this chapter? I don't know. It's also, like, really disorienting when, because I record usually a week ahead, it's really disorienting when I'll be, like, scheduling with someone for next week, editing for editing a different episode with a different guest and then like that night I'll go record with a different person entirely from those two people and I'm like I don't know who I'm talking to and I don't know what chapter we're talking about (laughs) all I know is Frodo is there yeah (laughs) but yeah so I think yeah so my theory is that it's like who he was before the ring and who he was after the ring like constantly battling And one side wanting to take control and the other side not wanting to let that side take control. Whether or not that's accurate, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. Or maybe that's the other thing about Tolkien is that there are a lot of things that's like, or maybe we just won't ever find out. And that's that's a very likely possibility. (laughs) Maybe I just will neglect to tell you. Yeah, it's a lot of things of like, oh, I bet we'll find out the reason for that later. And then you don't. I'm looking at you, Tom Bombadil. Oh, that was that was the question on the episode that I did with Valerie. One of the rapid fire questions she asked me was, if you could ask Tolkien one question, what would you want that like what would you ask him? And I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, I was stuck between where are the int wives and just like who is Tom Bombadil? Explain him to me, sir. What is his purpose? Yeah, like, how dare you just drop such an enigma of a character into a story and then just leave him? Yeah, it's a great name. It's a great character. Honestly, I think we could have used some Tom Bombadil right about now, but uh, sadly, we don't. We don't have him. All we have is Frodo, Sam, and Gollum. Oh, which I, I... I should mention that I wrote a little frowny face with a single tear in my notes when we left Faramir because I didn't want to believe that we were going to leave him. Such your fave. It's not necessarily even that he's my favorite. He's definitely a great character. It's just that I was excited to have a different character with Smeagol, Frodo, and Sam. And it was like such a brief time where it's like, oh, this is something different. These are different characters and there's more there's more going on than just Sam, Frodo and Gollum walking and traveling and arguing with each other. And so it was disappointing when you get that and then it's gone like two chapters later, Uh, which honestly I should have realized because that happens a lot. In this in this book. It's almost like Tolkien wants us to like live the journey with them in real time. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's like, this is exactly what happened at every second of every day. And this is exactly what they saw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly Tolkien. Oh, my gosh. Tolkien, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien is his name. 
So yeah, I know. I love it. They. I listen to your show. <laughs> I still don't know why, but okay. I mean, so I have this conversation with Casey a lot because I don't really watch movies like just as like a thing. And it's just not something I do very often. And he's like, you do realize you listen to two podcasts and share a network with two podcasts that mainly revolve around movies, right? And I'm like, yeah, but I like listening to you guys talk. So (laughs) that's all I care about. Yeah, I'll do that every now and then with bacon and eggs when I'm in the office alone and I don't want to be alone. I'll turn on my friends talking about this random, which... The, like, one time I did that where I was like, I've never seen this movie was also the episode where Ethan was like, I do need to apologize to Mary Clay because she was right. (laughs) The Phil Dragish version of the audiobook is much better. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Is that the one I listened to? Yes. It is very good. I think so. I hope so. I'll need to go back and check. But I'm pretty sure that's the one I sent you. The one that I totally legally 100% legally sent you yeah you shared it to me on audible oh yeah i did i was <laughs> i was like <laughs> you were like i did <laughs> i was like what no i didn't <laughs> and then i was like oh wait you're such a good liar that's the joke <laughs> that's the joke that, that just went over so your that's head. the other thing about like me being a slytherin is it's like i never said i was a good slytherin <laughs> like yeah. i'm a slytherin but like I'm a very lazy Slytherin. I'm a very... I would be the Slytherin in the common room being like, guys, let's all just calm down. Stop. Have you ever seen that comic? Of what? Oh, oh like, like background Slytherin yeah! or background yeah. Slytherin? I'm like, yeah. that's me. <laughs> of me being like, well, because... Oh, uh, Draco's on it again. I have a theory that the reason I'm a Gryffindor is because I was like really bullied as a child and I read Harry Potter when I was like seven. And I think that I like attached to being a Gryffindor because it's like the main character and it's like brave and strong and all of those things. And I loved lions. But like if I discovered Harry Potter now, I would 1000% be a Hufflepuff. Like I really think that being a Gryffindor like shaped my personality which is wild to talk about. But, like, I think the idea of me being a Gryffindor, like, shaped the way that I think about things. So, because people are always like, you're a Hufflepuff. And I'm like, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same when people... How dare you? Actually, you you know what? I don't know. No, because I I, I felt the exact same when Ethan and Tyler tried suggesting I was a Gryffindor. And I was like, ha! (laughs) Good one. Good one. How dare you? Uh, I was like, I've never done anything noble or valiant in my life. So as they're walking along the road, they look in, like, to the forest. This is literally the most random part. I don't know how you felt about it, but I thought this was very random. Where, like, they're talking and then all of a sudden... Like, Frodo sees, like, shining in the light behind him. There's this statue. And it wasn't described as a statue. I was very, I was very confused. So I am Confucian. It says, the brief glow fell upon a huge sitting figure, still in solemn as the great stone kings of Argonath, which I don't know what Argonath is. Um, <laughs> it's a made up word. And these are all made up words. And it says... And at this point, I was like, is this a real person? Is this a statue? I don't know. We'll find out. I was like, what king is this? Who is this? Its head was gone, and in its place was set in mockery a round of rough-hewn stone, rudely painted by savage hands in the likeness of a grinning face with one large red eye in the midst of its forehead. Upon its knees, 
and mighty chair and all about the pedestal were idle scrawls mixed with the foul symbols that the maggot folk of Mordor used. So that's very creepy and very like Blair Witchy of you're walking in a forest. There's no one around and your phone is dead. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot him. All of a sudden there's like a statue and its head is gone and instead has been replaced this like cultish looking kind of a thing. And there's like symbols on it that maybe are used to summon a demon. Who knows? And the like red eye in the middle is obviously like, you know, a reference to Sauron because he's the yeah. you know, the eye of Sauron and, and everything. And so it's very ominous to say the least. And then like further down the road, it says Frodo saw the old king's head. It was lying rolled away by the roadside. The eyes were hollow and the carven beard was broken. But about the high stern forehead, there was coronal of silver and gold. I don't know how to say that word. C-O. Google. I'm glad I listened to it because I could have never read it. It looks like it's supposed to be colonel, but it's not like colonel, but coronal. Okay, so I was right. I'm assuming having like, uh, what's the thing? Like origin of words. What's that word? Etymology. Etymology. Yes. Thank you. Having like similar. You want to know how I know that word? <clears throat> how? Hank Green's podcast. Delete this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That word has similar etymology with coronation because it says this yeah. is a crown of silver and gold set among this like decapitated statue head. So that's <laughs> nice and casual and not creepy at all. And then Frodo leaves us with this line. That I feel like is, I don't know, relevant for us right now in our dystopian reality. They cannot conquer forever, he says. He has this, like, glimpse of hope that despite the fact that this king's statue has been vandalized and decapitated and has probably been used in a ritual sacrifice of some kind, he's like, don't worry, this won't be forever. We'll we'll win. Sort of, maybe. Also, I don't know about you, but my suspicion is that the time that Gollum was gone, that they were suspicious about, he was here either doing this alone or had some kind of involvement with whatever this witchery is. (laughs) This witchcraft. Witchcraft. That's also super relevant because y'all just did the episode on Hunchback. It's true. Witchcraft. And that's, that's the end of the chapter where... We didn't start talking about the chapter until, I don't know, 30 minutes in. And it only took it only took <laughs> us like 50 minutes. If we had literally only talked about the chapter, this episode would be under. Like, that's how little happened in that chapter. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you had me on. Yeah. Because I know nothing. <laughs> um, do you have any, are there any like stray thoughts or anything that you didn't get to share about the chapter? Stop being mean to Sam. <laughs> and... He's just cranky, okay? He's been walking a really long time and he has flat feet. He is okay? cranky. Well, the hobbit's feet, I'm assuming, are made for travel barefoot because they never They're wear shoes. Walking. Yeah, these feet are made for walking and that's just what they'll do. One of these days. Oh, I don't want these feet to walk all over uh, me. They're probably <laughs> filthy. You nasties. And hairy. Wash your feet. Like you should be washing your hands right now. It all comes full circle. Becca, where can people find you on the internet? 
Well, I have a podcast, a musical theater podcast. It is a casual musical theater podcast. We are not pretentious over there. I swear our latest episode when this airs is we're literally comparing the off-Broadway Hunchback of Notre Dame to the Disney movie Hunchback of Notre Dame. So like it's really chill and fun. And uh, I do it with my best friend, Eni. You can find that everywhere at Sincerely Us Pod. And then I am on everything at Becca Eddowes, B-E-C-C-A-E-D-D-O-W-S. I forgot how to spell my name for a full second, which is great when it's your handle. Um, but yeah, I am on the WBNE network with Mary Clay. So. You may have heard of it. Also, what is something that you are enjoying? So <laughs> this the question that I normally ask is like, as a Lord of the Rings fan, what's something you recommend to other Lord of the Rings fans? For for <laughs> where we are right now in society and time, I'm just going to s- change this question to like, what's something you would recommend to people in quarantine and self and social isolation that they can enjoy and is hopefully a you know maybe something positive or uplifting to distract them so immediately i have a post-it note in front of me that says seize the day and if you have disney plus go onto disney plus right now and look up the newsies you can watch the movie the movie's pretty good too but specifically the musical It's a full recording with the original cast. Well, most of the original cast. And it brings me the most joy. And it's about newsboys that are rising up against the man. (laughs) And it's just so good. And I love it. The man. I love the way you it. It is literally that. the man. Yeah, yeah, I love newsies. Um it's yeah. a good time. So I just think I just think everyone should like newsies. Both of our producers actually will say that it is just an okay musical. Do not listen to him. It is perfect. And it is one of my favorite musicals of all time. It's pretty great. So it's everyone pretty... should watch it. It's available to watch on Disney Plus. Um was it you or someone else who didn't know that it was a movie? It was me. <laughs> that shocked me because we watched the movie in like one of my theater classes this was before the like musical was even a thing in one of my theater classes so we could like when we were trying to learn like brooklyn dialect and stuff look at me i'm the king of new york suddenly i'm respectable staring right at your lousy and so the teacher was like, here's Newsies. We're going to watch Newsies. It's a pretty good movie. It was just such a fun time. And at one point she was like, oh, by the way, that's Batman. And we were like, what? Yeah. I like to say that's my favorite Batman movie because I don't like Batman. <laughs> and so I like to say that Newsies is my favorite Batman movie. That's good. I just watched um, Howl's Moving Castle with friend of the pod, guest of the pod, Bethany Pyle. That was actually the like last human interaction that I had because that was on yeah. that was on this past Saturday and we originally had plans to like go out and do stuff for St. Patrick's Day weekend. That quickly changed and I was like, "Hey, what if I just come yeah. over for a movie night?" And I think that was the last time that like I went, I like hung out with another person besides my roommate. (laughs) And we watched Howl's Moving Castle and Christian Bale is the voice for the like English version. So basically, um, just look up Christian Bale's IMDb and just go down the entire list because we both just recommended two things that Christian Bale is in. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Also, baby Josh Hutcherson is one of the voices in it. It's very funny. Very cute. 
That's What I'm Talking About is a proud member of WBNE. You can learn more about that and other shows by going to WBNE.org. And why not checking out Bagels? Um, which is, <laughs> I was just watching, it was last week's new episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And there's a scene where Captain Holt is just running around <laughs> yelling bagels or throwing bagels at people. And he's like, bagel, bagel, bagel. And I just couldn't not think of bagels. Hello, I'm Tyler Carlin, and I love you. And I'm Emily Carlin, and I love you too. And if you love someone or you love love, you should listen to our new podcast, Bagels. We're not experts, but we sure would like to be. And we believe the best way to get better at something is to practice. So listen to our story as it unfolds as young parents. As best friends. As husband and wife. As we explore what relationships mean to us and to those around us. Bagels. Available now at WBNE.org or wherever you get your podcasts. The cover is by Graphite. Uh, okay, words. Let me start that over. The cover is by Graphite, a.k.a. Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. Uh, also, just like a side note that in the midst of all this time, it's also important to support artists and give mm-hmm. to people's Patreons and buy um, support small businesses and things like that. So go support Vaishan on Twitter, or not Twitter, on Instagram. Um <laughs> You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Tolkien About Pod and also the Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter at MC WhatsApp and Instagram, MC Turn Down for What. Um, please don't actually go to my Twitter. Well, right by the time you listen, this tweet will be buried, but I'm very embarrassed that I tweeted <laughs> what I thought was a funny tweet, but it had a typo in it. It was a funny And tweet. people keep retweeting it. And I'm like, you couldn't, you people couldn't be retweeting one of my tweets that has no typos in it? No? Okay, that's fine. I'm one of those people. Uh, I'm like humiliated. <laughs> I'm the one that pointed it out to you. <laughs> I'm humiliated by it. Uh, I hate it. And I was like, at that point, it was too late for me to delete it because like, it was like two people, people. two people had already like retweeted it and i was like i can't do it i can't go back you can support the podcast on patreon at patreon.com slash talking about pod and the sponsor for this week's episode is mots thank you so much for supporting this episode um we love Mots. yeah he's great he's a wonderful person also he is having uh last year he did a thing where he watched a movie every day and made a huge twitter thread about it this year he's doing like a Twitter thread of things that make him happy. And that's a wonderful thing that you should also be paying attention to in this crazy dystopian reality. The previous discussion question was, if you could meet the brother of any fictional character, who would it be? Far and wide, the answer was pretty much like, oh, I want to meet Percy Weasley's brothers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then yeah i think i said my favorite character has six brothers and i only like two. like only two of them are cool <laughs> yeah i can't believe that you don't think fred and george are cool <laughs> they're nerds oh my gosh <laughs> they are not they're cool also cassidy on twitter said this is the one that i wasn't sure so she replied with a uh, gif of edmund from chronicles of narnia so I'm wondering. So she wants to be friends with yeah, Peter. Yeah, so I guess she wants to she wants to meet Peter or Edmund. I don't know. He's the best one. Peter. Yeah. Um, He's the Gryffindor. 
He is. I know. I love that theory that each of the and it matches up so well yeah. that each of the Pevensey children represent because Peter's Gryffindor, Edmund Slytherin, Susan is Ravenclaw, and Lucy is Hufflepuff, and it lines up so yeah. well. They even have the. Colors. I know it's so good. You should do a Narnia podcast. Mm, those are a lot of books. They are shorter though. I don't know. It's true. Probably the same amount. Possibly. I mean, a part of me does want to do that because. Tolkien and Lewis were like BFFs yeah. and then they almost weren't anymore. That's what I'm Lewis about. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Le, um, le, le, um, cro- let's see. Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, cr- Chronicles of... That's what I'm talking about. I don't know. <laughs> Chronicles of Friendship. No. <laughs> that sounds like a really bad name for like a Justice League. <laughs> The Chronicles well, of in the Friendship. Star Kid show, uh, Holy Musical Batman, they call it the Fortress of Friendship. That's right, yeah. I want to be your friend forever. I want to be a, what is it? I want to be a modern dancer. What a really weird thing to say and something, something. <laughs> I want to be your friend forever. I want to be a modern dancer. What a super weird thing to say that came out of nowhere. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Here's the discussion question. Actually, I think this chapter is the shortest chapter I've read so far. It was less than 10 pages. So, listeners, the discussion question for this week is, what's something, what's a short piece of media that you enjoy? Uh, Is it a, like, short novel? Maybe it's a TV show that was, that only had, like, eight episodes of one season, but it was a really good season. So let me know. Does Sherlock count? I don't think so, because those just because those episodes are very long. I, I was going to say, it is kind of like nine movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I talked a bit about Sherlock on the uh, on the Hello from Elsewhere episode, too. <laughs> we, listen, we are brain twins. I love Sherlock. Um, it was so good. Okay. I think my answer is probably Toy Story, because Toy Story is only, I think it's only like 65 minutes long. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's another. Yeah. Movie. That's another thing that you can think about when I'm saying like a short piece of media, maybe like a short movie or a movie that's like shorter than the usual length. Yeah. So let me know yeah. what that is in the, I forgot what Discord was called. Doobly-doo. We can talk about it in Discord. We can talk about it on social media at Tolkien About Pod or in the Facebook group. Um, but pretty much wherever I remember to ask about it, um, which sometimes <laughs> is only in one place. Becca, with all that being said, do you have any final words for the audience? Uh, this too shall pass. And that's what I'm talking about. Cries internally. Cries internally.